0: Hello and welcome to Overburdened, the podcast for postal workers. I'm Brandy Hughes.
1: And I'm Kevin Hitchings.
0: And today we're talking about what's going on uh, south of the border with the United States Postal Service.
1: So lots of sudden unexpected changes happening down there. The Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has implemented a ton of changes that they claim are to make the post office more efficient. I believe they mean financially because they're slowing things down massively.
0: Yeah, to to reduce costs for the post office.
1: So they've effectively put a ban on overtime and to help enforce that or to, they've told letter carriers that if you think something's going to take you over, overtime or put you past your schedule, just leave it behind. Don't even attempt it.
0: And, and mail that arrives at their uh, depots or post offices after a certain point in the day, they're being told to just leave that. And it's causing a lot of stress for the postal workers because there are federal laws that say that they're supposed to attempt delivery of everything they get every day. So they're caught between following the law and attempting delivery and possibly being disciplined for not not following instructions or following the instructions and breaking the law. So it's contradictory.
1: Yeah, and some places they're being told, you know, take out the beginning of your route and always leave the end. So the last part of the day is piling up day after day after day. The Philadelphia Inquirer apparently has a whole list of people that say they're not getting mail for literally weeks because they're at the end of a route and just not getting mail.
0: That that sounds really familiar, like something like we've dealt with. We, least, we have flyer
1: portions that force us out. <laughs> well yeah they force so us to do a different
0: third every every day but that's why they do it is so that we don't end up with that if there's like do you remember the times when they were, had routes that didn't go for
1: oh back they were in the understaffing days yeah
0: they were short staffed peak season right before christmas and there would be routes that didn't go for two or three days and then they eventually started prioritizing those because yep. they had three days of mail and then other portions wouldn't go. So it was just, it was a disaster. Yeah,
1: they had me delivering five days of mail one time. Awful. Uh, Yeah, and even flyers were piling up on that one. Um, Aside from that, they had plans to remove all the sortation machines. Uh, They claimed that keeping them running was somehow too costly. Uh, But then the mail, of course, just wasn't getting sorted. And they stopped uh, the removal of sortation machines, but they did find a lot of them outside plants where they were removed. Uh, not even properly disposed of, just sitting in the behind the plant, getting rained on and destroyed.
0: Do you know are those similar to the ones that we have? I, haven't, I
1: saw a picture of them, but I didn't really look close enough to see if they're yeah. It was just because didn't
0: we buy ours from them years ago?
1: Yeah, our uh, previous CAO was an executive in the company that made those machines by oh. complete coincidence. Oh
0: yeah, total coincidence. Not at all a conflict of interest.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so. Oh. Well, technically he had resigned from that company before he came here. So the conflict doesn't exist anymore, but yeah, who knows?
0: So they were set to remove 671 of those, um, high efficiency sorting machines. Um, as of mid August, I think it was the 18th, they've agreed to delay removing any more until after the election.
1: Right. But they've got a hiring freeze and no OT allowed. So where they have been removed and destroyed, all that's going on by hand, which is just impossible, of course.
0: Yeah, they're also uh, freezing the conversion of uh, employees who don't have benefits to career employees with benefits. So they're not, they're not like promoting people into those long term positions anymore. Yeah,
1: kind of like somebody being an ochre or a term here and never going into full time. Never going to full time. Kind of right. Thing. Similar. Um, and then street letter boxes, too. Um, they just call them blue mailboxes down there, street boxes. I don't think. Yeah, I've
0: also heard mail collection boxes.
1: Yeah, but SLBs. It's we like call an them here, SLB. Street leather yeah. boxes, yeah. Uh, they started removing those. Um, New York, New Jersey, Montana, Pennsylvania, or Oregon is where they got to before they stopped. Surprisingly, all Democratic states or states that were about to go Democratic, according to the polls, except for Montana, uh, Republicans still had a 6% lead there uh, from all the polls I saw. Hmm. Just by sheer coincidence, of course.
0: Do you know that since 2006, they've reduced the workforce? Of USPS by two hundred thousand,
1: probably thanks to those uh, sortation machines.
0: <laughs> Possibly, yeah, maybe they. Obama
1: did stop uh, Saturday delivery too, which probably helped reduce those numbers quite a bit.
0: Okay. Yeah.
1: because yeah, uh, the U.S. used to deliver six days a week. We
0: don't want to work Saturdays anyway.
1: No. Do you? Not, <laughs> not,
0: not unless it's triple time.
1: <laughs> not too often. <laughs>
0: Um, so, as you were saying about the, uh, the street letter boxes uh, being removed, there's actually 20 Democratic attorney generals have filed federal lawsuits accusing Trump and his supporters of attempting to undermine mail in voting through these actions.
1: And Trump has pretty much admitted that that's what he's doing. Um, the, U- the USPS uh, does lose quite a bit of money, uh, like Canada Post claims to. But uh, they lose quite a bit and they need ongoing funding for that. And Corona has hit them fairly hard. And they were supposed to pass some emergency funding to keep the postal service going there. The Trump administration has kind of blocked that. And he actually said, I believe it was on uh, Fox News, um, when they are trying to make a deal for the money that he was denying. He said, if we don't make, I'll quote, if they don't make a deal, that means they don't get the money. That means they can't have universal mail-in voting. They just can't have it. And that's what this is all about, really, is stopping and slowing down uh, ballots before the election, which is November 20th, I believe. Is it 20th?
0: I thought it was the 3rd.
1: Which is in November.
0: (laughs) Okay, which is in November. (laughs) That's fair. So the Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, he took office June 15th and uh, started implementing these changes. He is well known to be a, fe- a friend of President Trump. And he's... Th- At he- least he's not
1: family. He's one of the few high-trump <laughs> employees <laughs> that aren't it's just not relative. actually a relative. Yeah. Um, that we know of.
0: And uh, it's also been pointed out that there's a likely conflict of interest for him being in charge of USPS because he owns stocks in their competitors, namely Amazon.
1: Which is odd because Amazon is one of the companies that Trump is blaming for the losses. He claims that every Amazon parcel they they deliver loses $3. So Amazon has cost them tons of money. It's all their fault. The only reason that UPS is still afloat at all is because his brilliant trade deal with China, which is shipping tons of stuff. And they're actually delivering less than half of what China's supposed to do. And Trump claims he's holding them to to this deal, which he's not. And... uh, Farm purchases. I believe it's thirty nine percent of what was negotiated. Uh, farm products that China is actually buying, but Trump claims that's what's saving them against the evil Amazon.
0: So if Amazon is causing them to lose three dollars per parcel, and we're getting direct to depot induction from Amazon, how much money are we going to lose?
1: Infinite amounts. <laughs> Enough to justify the corporation attacking our pensions again.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah, or not justify, of oh. course. And this kind of. Uh, if you can call it election tampering, isn't really unique to the U.S. either. This was attempted, something similar was attempted by uh, the Conservatives in 2014 uh, with, with what they called the Fair Elections Act. Everyone else called it the Unfair Election Act, uh, which had a whole bunch of things to uh, restrict remote voting and a lot of other things. Um, but one of the main things was uh, eliminating voting cards and vouching. So, voter cards, of course, came through the mail. And if you didn't have a, a ID with your address on it, which is really difficult for a lot of people in small towns. I live in or in an acreage near Delisle here. I have a post office box because I have no civic address. Right. And, you know, I have a land location, I guess, but that's not on any ID. So, I technically have no ID with my address on it. So, I need a voter card, you yeah. know? And the big thing was, people on reserves were completely disenfranchised because he also severely limited the number or the severely limited the types of identification you're allowed to take to the ballot box for proof. A lot of people don't like the Senate. A lot of times it doesn't do a lot but when it does function it is quite useful as a check and they did convince the government to put uh, a lot of the IDs back in. There was a lot of other things in that bill as well that were just horrible. They wanted the Incumbent to appoint the supervisor for the um,
0: polling stations. For the
1: thank you for the polling stations, um, and if there was no poll or was no incumbent, if you had a vacant seat, then the government would appoint a supervisor to the polling station. So they basically wanted to appoint their own supervisors. They also wanted to remove the enforcement from the commissioner of elections and give it to the director of public prosecution. So the commissioner of elections is an independent officer, but the director of public prosecution is appointed by the minister of justice who answers to the prime minister so they wanted to make it so their incumbents could appoint the people watching the elections and if there was any fraud they essentially investigated themselves (laughs) you know so that was that was also taken out um senate proposed a few good amendments to that but uh point of that isn't to criticize the Harper government of the past so much, it's just to point out that this isn't unique to the states. Uh, Trump, of course, is a little more brazen about things, as is his style, but uh, it happens in other fair democratic countries as well, like our own.
0: Oh yeah, our, our own history shows that there have been, uh, well, periods of time where large groups of people weren't allowed to vote and even even quite recently, like up until the 2004 election, um, federally appointed judges weren't allowed to vote. Why? Very weird. But uh, at the 1988 general election, uh, the, the courts ruled that that couldn't be, couldn't be continued, that they had to be allowed to vote. And, and they were lumped in with um, uh, um, people with uh, mental disabilities and uh, uh, inmates. We're also not allowed to vote.
1: (laughs) Hmm.
0: And then even after that, they weren't making it available to them. So they weren't putting polling stations in prisons, basically, so that they could vote. So even though they were now allowed to vote, it was impossible for them to do so. Right. Trump has been uh, tweeting a lot about how he's opposed to mail-in voting. And this is kind of why he's doing all of these things to change the post office, because he... Um, says that it it can't be accurate. He claims that mail-in voting, but not absentee voting, which he fully supports, um, maybe because he's probably used it quite a lot in in the past, Um, he says that mail-in voting will be the most inaccurate and fraudulent election in history, and it will be a great embarrassment to the USA.
1: But there's no proof of that. Uh, and They've done investigations in the States and Canada, and that's the same justification Harper used to try and stop uh, or to limit mail-in voting and and uh vouching and stuff but both countries have done many studies in basketball of this and never found any widespread fraud there's always going to be the you know the odd individual case uh it's actually interesting if you go back into american election history before they had any um really set practices and voting fraud was ridiculous back then they'd get people drunk and drag them out of the bar and basically stand over them with a stick and make them vote (laughs) some way or you could go in and uh, before you had proper id you could you know people would vote you'd put a hat on come back vote again and there's ridings with uh, far more votes than people living in it it's actually quite entertaining to go back
0: there's actually a an article from the brennan center for justice which is a nonpartisan think tank that says that the five states that hold their elections primarily by mail has never had any voter fraud scandals since changing to mail-in voting
1: right and these are things that you know people just aren't throwing out there's been a lot of serious studies and investigations to make sure because in any uh, modern democracy these things are taken seriously so unless you're Donald Trump and you just feel like making things up
0: (laughs) (laughs) he doesn't do that
1: nope Uh, So what can you do about this in Canada? Not a whole lot. There's a I did quite a bit of looking online. I couldn't find too much. Uh, there's something that said, you know, contact organizations that rally around this, but nobody listed anyone that does rally around it. You know, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. some ad, advocate groups out there. Um, said buy as much postage as you can to uh, support the workers and put money in there. Collect so your
0: stamps. Collect your
1: <laughs> stamps. Uh, the, the biggest thing is if you are eligible to to vote in, in the American election, make sure you get that vote in. Uh, website vote.org is probably the best place to go. It lists the rules on how to vote no matter where you are. Because um, in the states, every state kind of sets their own rules because the way the Electoral College works. And I'm not even sure how it works overseas. I haven't looked into it. But if you go there, it'll tell you how to vote and do it as early as possible because the chances of your... your uh, votes getting through are much lower right now your ballot it's like... being delayed
0: yeah um i'd also like to note that like we're expecting a we're going to be having a provincial election here in saskatchewan soon and i've recently heard ads about uh going to the website and applying to get a mail-in ballot for our election if you don't feel comfortable going to the polls during the pandemic i believe the deadline is the end of september to do that
1: which may be a thing for the federal election, too. Uh, Justin Trudeau has basically set himself up for a confidence vote, banking that the uh, opposition parties won't want to take him out right now and take the blame for causing an elect- election. So he wants a confidence vote to shore up his mandate right now. Um, but if one was triggered, I'm assuming mail-in voting would be a big part. I don't know how well Elections Canada would be prepared for it at this point. But in theory, that could happen within the next couple of months. So like in Canada, the letter mail is way down and like in Canada the parcel volume is way, way up. So
0: especially since COVID nineteen started.
1: Yeah. Like we said before Amazon's a big part of that it's in the States too. And they're actually losing or making quite a bit more money on packages than they are losing from the from the letter mail.
0: So the the USPS officials are claiming that uh, another reason that they're losing so much money—they uh, claim to have lost nearly nine billion last year—is um, that they've been mandated to uh, prepay the healthcare costs of their retirees, uh, an amount they estimate to be about seventy-two billion. I guess that that does seem like a, a big amount, but to From a worker perspective, I would say that that's money that they maybe should have been investing all along, and if they had done so, they wouldn't have this sudden cost. The president of the American Postal Workers Union, Mark Dimonstein, says that they haven't met with uh, Postmaster DeJoy to consult about any of these changes. He says that the union is opposed to these policies that are just slowing down the mail in the name of cost cutting. And I really like this quote. He says, it's about service. It's not the United States postal business, it's the United States Postal Service. And uh, he goes on to point out that these changes could uh, mean delays to people's medicine, their census forms, their mail-in ballots, their supplies during pandemic, because a lot of people are trying to avoid going out in public and just ordering Mm -hmm. things online so that they come to their house. uh, Yeah.
1: And obviously, absentee ballots. (laughs) which is kind of the point
0: so hopefully we won't have to deal with any of these kind of things here with the upcoming elections (laughs) this time
1: so this is going to be a super short one that's kind of it in a nutshell a lot of changes to the USPS that were put in pretty unilaterally and no justification given that makes any sense
0: And, and no consultation with the union either
1: not that i'm aware of i didn't see anything about that until they seemed to be caught off guard and uh, apparently a lot of people came to work uh and just found sortation machines missing they thought like people that worked the machines just showed up and the floor was empty oh, wow. and these machines are found behind the buildings um, over the weekend sometimes uh, just completely destroyed from the rain craziness so i guess we'll just have to wait and see how this turns out but right now uh, everything's kind of been put on hold, kind of similar to the way that the uh, conversion to CMBs just got put on hold here. So hopefully things will be moved back. I'm sure there'll be some campaigns soon to have everything put back and restore service. But for now, it's kind of at a standstill and probably won't change before their elections.
0: No, I have heard of some... I have heard of some postal workers putting the machines back, the sorting machines, but not. It's not widespread. It's just a few have just taken it on themselves to put them back in.
1: Yeah, I wonder <laughs> how well they got them working again.
0: I don't. Well, that's just it. If they sat out in the rain, they probably got rusty, right? Mm-hmm.
1: I've heard of citizens putting up uh, kind of their own little makeshift mailboxes where the ones have been removed from the street. But I can't see anybody clearing those, and who's going to collect that mail and take it to a proper one if it, like, it's like not very secure? So can't see it happening
0: i wonder how much of the mail was destroyed in the process because i mean there's always little bits of mail that are left yeah in these sorting machines right and so i and, don't know i've never worked with one and i mean the corporation's always going on about how important the mail is and how we have to protect it and and i don't deny that that's our job just the flyers
1: just protect d- the flyers <laughs> just the
0: flyers yeah. yeah um yeah forget the rest of the actual mail yeah. but uh, yeah, and and I mean, I'm not saying that it's not important. That is our job, to protect the mail and to make sure it gets delivered to where it's supposed to go. But I wonder how much of that uh, has just gone missing because of this and how much more might go missing leading up to the election.
1: Yeah, just like all the mail goes missing here before, restructure, before a restructure, just yeah. mysteriously. It reappears the first week after the restructure. Oh,
0: for sure. It's like the worst week ever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but such a strange coincidence that happens every time. By random luck. Just going to quickly mention too, since I said I would keep everyone updated at my at-risk employee program, uh, you haven't heard anything about that because nothing has happened. So I'll let you know if something does.
0: Uh, thanks for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, like our Facebook page, and if you have any comments, suggestions, or feedback, we would love to hear it. So email us at overburdenpod at And
1: have
0: a great week.